This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Enough. Enough. Enough of I can't. Enough of life is hard. Enough of my story is different. Enough of being the victim of your life, playing a small, secondary, insignificant role, while you can have the primary, leading, big role. You have what it takes to be empowered, successful, and live blissfully on earth. Your moment to rise is now. Your time to shine is today. What are you waiting for? I'm very excited to introduce all of you today to the amazing Sumira Dawood and to her magical story about South Africa, about New Zealand, about the healing, the empowerment, the awakening, and a lot more. Mainly, and what struck me is playfulness and the joy of life and embracing the journey, but without attaching ourselves to the journey. Sumira Dawood and Traveling Light. Have a good listen, everybody. Welcome, 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 Sumira Dawood to the Empowered Podcast. Thank you so much for honoring us with your beautiful presence, beautiful energy, beautiful story. Thank you. It's I'm very excited, actually, to have this conversation with you and the unfolding of the conversation and what we can, the gift, actually, I'm looking for the gift we can get from you today. Let me start from the beginning. How do you define yourself? How do you see yourself, Sumira? Oh, I see myself as a as a Muslim woman who is above country, is above station, is above culture. I see myself as a free form who is light, who is nothing. Wow. A free soul. A free soul. Uh, what What is important to me is connection with other is is bigger vision for us as 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 beings on this planet and so what's important for me is not the usual stuff that defines us the degree the title the parking spot the mother of the year mug (laughs) it's it's the more universal things that connect us as human beings oh my god we all strive to become something and you are here sitting in front of me telling me that I am nothing. <laughs> I am nothing. I oh. love being nothing. It's so free and it's so light when you remove 
the voluntary shackles of the world, when you choose to define how you journey through the world. Oh my God. You can do it with a full suitcase, so you could do it with a lighter one. <laughs> I travel light. <laughs> I love that. How, uh, how did you awaken to, to this truth that you want to break free from the shackles of the matrix and yeah, just travel free and be nobody? I don't know. I think I'm still breaking free. I think I am a work in progress. It helps when you grow up with free minding, uh, free minds, free thinkers. Mm. Um, when you grow up with less supervision, <laughs> that's yeah. probably good for you while still in a loving home. Yeah. Um, it helps when you are encouraged at a young age to have independent thought and to have an opinion. I think it starts there. Um, but I think the more you see of the world, whether it's on an airplane, if it's on Instagram, if it's just watching a documentary, the more you learn about the world, the freer that makes you because there's less that you holding, there's less there to hold yourself back with. Mm, I love that. It, it comes down to... The more you're exposed to an experience, the more you realize we're all the same. And that's freeing. That's really liberating. I love that. So what we are tr trying to do as in the, on the path of consciousness, awakening, healing, empowerment, whatever, as coaches, teachers, gurus, is just break free from the ego. And you're telling me here that you awaken to that truth early and you are free or you're working on getting breaking free from the ego and just living as a free soul on this earth definitely striving and trying to live at that vibration yes what shaped sumira what helped her come to this amazing profound very deep piece of wisdom well there's a few things i think if i look back um there have been a few seminal moments that stand out. Mm. Um, the first of which was my dad passed on when I was 18. It's such a funny age when everyone's thinking of the wildest times when mm. so they're 18. And for me, it, it put me in a different direction. It made me realize that our time on this earth is finite. Mm. Um, we're given a bag, a suitcase of resources, energy, money, uh, the people who support us around us. Uh, we're given those resources and our time is finite and we really have to be careful how we expend that energy. Mm. We've got to use it wisely. I love that and I totally agree with you. So your exposure, your early exposure to death shaped this? Definitely. Okay, Definitely. inside of you. Okay. Added to that, I've got much older siblings. Mm. So I'm I'm what is called a lot lamiki in <laughs> South Africa, which translates to a late lamb. Okay. <laughs> so I'm the youngest of much older siblings. And if I was going through um, my teen years, they were in their late 20s. When I was oh. in my 20s, it's a they were gap. Yeah. <laughs> hurling towards their 40s. And so I was always aware that there are other phases coming and that where I am right now is only momentarily. It's, it's only going to be there momentarily. So I was always conscious of the fact that 
my timeline isn't infinite. It's got to start, it's got to end. And this moment where I'm right now is where I am and what I have at this moment. It's not guaranteed. There's a, there's a phrase my dad said to me when I was younger. He said, my darling, a ship sometimes docks in your harbor once. Oh. And it's something that's always stayed with me. It's, it's taught me to say yes to the opportunities, even if my mental mind can't always understand these opportunities that come your way. Mm. If you, even if you don't have it figured out, if it feels like it's right for you, go with it. Mm -hmm. Take the first step. Move forward. See where it leads you. See where it leads. One wow. foot in front of the other. Because... Surrender. I see that as surrendering to the flow of life, to the exactly. life force. And that's the opposite of the ego. The ego likes to know, likes to control. be in the knowing all the time yeah. and be on top of things and controlling things. But is life not a dance? Yeah. Is it not you take one step yeah. and then you're led? And then you take one step yeah. and then you're led? It's a beautiful dance. Wow. I don't think we should be in control all the time. What fun we is shouldn't, that? We shouldn't <laughs> be. That's what we teach, actually. We are stressed and anxious and frustrated and angry and in pain because we try to control what is not meant to be controlled. Yes, there's an infinite intelligence hmm. that we were born into well, in, in this universe and our understanding may be so limited to one slice but that doesn't mean there isn't more intelligence out there that we haven't yet comprehended. Absolutely. That's the that. joy of living, right? That's, that's, yeah, you're so excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow is, yeah, I have to bring you and to add to this amazing puzzle, another piece. Oh, added. I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> I think my great, what defines me, ask me who I am and what defines me. I think enthusiasm is a word that stands out. I do find that my energy, my life force is linked to a degree of enthusiasm for life. I definitely a, a glass half full person. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah, that. Sure. You know, I love sure. that. I love about it. Mm. What's there is nothing wrong about you know a glass half full, but the thing is, we know that there is another half, and we understand it rather than pretending that it's not there. I know it's there, but I choose to put my attention, my focus, my energy on the part that's full. And that's the whole uh, difference. Tell us your story from South Africa to New Zealand. What brought you to this beautiful land of New Zealand? Mm, that's an interesting one. Um, coming to New Zealand wasn't entirely, I, I, don't, I use the word my choice, but that's probably not the right word. My partner, since I've known him, has always known that New Zealand was in his on his horizon. He's always known that this is the place for him. And I'd love to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> he's known it with such yeah. certainty. And I, I come from a big family, and I, mm. I love my setup. I love my setup, and there was no reason for me to ever consider moving. Um, and then one day, I found myself open to it, and I told him, Bismillah, let's go. Okay. I say yes, but um, you're going to have to organize everything. And he's quite a laid back 
quite a laid back guy and I honestly didn't think he'd put in the effort. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe so it won't happen. This I is not doubt. happening. I said, what are the chances? Yeah. And um, funny thing, Loaf, um, he jumped in and within a space of two months had a job offer, a work visa and a plane ticket. Wow. I kid you not. Things... That's what, we call, that's what we call destiny when you're called to a place and you, follow, <laughs> and you follow the calling. Everything is set up, you yeah. know, smoothly in front of you. And yeah, it, it just everything lined up. And, yeah. and based on how I, I do like to live, I, I feel like if there's that ease, mm. if there's that ease and all the signs point in one direction, Jump in head first and, and yeah. see where you land, and here we were. Um, it was it was quite different living in New Zealand when we first got here. Was quite a different experience to what I was used to. Mm. Um, South Africa, as you may know, is colourful. It's mm. chaotic, it's it's vibrant, vibrant, <laughs> full of flavour, but also yeah. full of um, violence. Yeah. And so coming here. Um, was such a different experience. Different energy. Different energy. When you put down your defenses and you put down what you need in order to survive and you just yourself. And you trust. You start trusting. You start trusting. And opening up. And opening up. And you find you can actually, it's safe to reveal who you mm, are to the world. I love that one. Yeah. In a way that it may not have been before. When you are in the right space. When you are in a protected, safe, secure space. Protected, safe, secure space. Oh, I love that. Where there's, I, I think the one distinction, though, is um, in certain places it's so full, it's so um, inhabited, and it's so developed that when you come to a place as raw as New Zealand, um, it's, it's a white open space energetically for you mm. to unfold. To sit, mm. to rest, to that. heal. Yeah, to heal. Absolutely. To heal. When it comes to my journey, New Zealand was beautiful healing point for me, awakening, healing, empowerment point. And I think it is the right setup for every woman to come here mm. to actually connect with the self and connect with the mission and the soul and all of these amazing things. Mm. So when you came to New Zealand, You've changed 100%. Mm. In so many ways. In which way Sumira changed in New Zealand and in which way New Zealand changed Sumira? Mm, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Because we bring our energy and there is this energetic exchange happening, whether we are conscious of it or not. So we are gifting something mm. and get something gifted back to us. Mm. So and it's beautiful to be aware of it. I think um, moving here has taught me to put on the tools. There's a really different value system that exists in New Zealand. Um, in South Africa, it's very much 
personal development and growth is a focus after you've proven that you're worthy of something. After you've gotten the degree, you've got um, MD behind your name, you've got the Mercedes, um, you've got the double-story house, your kids are in the Montessori. You know, you're ticking all these mandatory boxes in order to be accepted by the people. The, the minute you move to a place where that doesn't matter mm. and you're able to unpack what your purpose is on the planet, mm. you can actually forget about the non-essentials and focus on the work. Mm. I find that living in New, Ze- in New Zealand means a much more simplistic existence and I, I want to unpack that a bit um, when you take away the noise what you're left with is just that crystal of a thing that was there all the time wow love it and so instead of being so busy trying to carve out this veneer of a life all you're doing is less but the important bits mm-hmm. the meaningful bits Wow, that's very profound to me. <laughs> I think we had a similar experience, yes, that you just let down of your defenses and you reveal the truth of who you are. And that's, uh, I think, uh, I want to stop there because the mm-hmm. revealing of who you are, I mean, it, it can yeah, it takes my breath away. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it's, it's such a big step for all for the women. Um, mm. Society... Society gives us so many roles to play that we forget about the most important role, and that's mm. one to ourselves, you know, mm. to not forget that, yes, we take care of others, we love and nurture those we love. Um, we're also trying to fit into this idea that we do need to be so many, so much more in the workplace as well. But our, our number one responsibility is still to ourselves. It's, it's quite important to not see that work as selfish and to see it as necessary. Mm. We come into this world with, as I said, our suitcase, and in that mm. suitcase are the gifts we're given, the resources we're given to do the work. We have everything we need to do the work, but it's that, that allowance, that permission to actually follow through with the action mm. that's so vital yeah and sometimes we are distracted along the way and uh, you know it's vital that we get back to the meat of it and we remember what we are yeah. here for because yeah. the distractions are everywhere exactly <laughs> but, but i find less so in south africa it's funny i don't see my journey as necessarily linear but if i were to look at it in a linear way i can see that south africa gave me uh, trauma, mm. it gave me loss, mm. it gave me the, the gift of grief, mm. of insta- the gift of instability, because there are quite a few gifts that come yeah. with that. It gave me the gift of learning not to attach myself to material wealth, because it can be taken away at any time. It gave me my spiritual family, mm. my Sufic family. It gave me personal growth teachers. And when I boarded that plane to come here, the only thing left to do was the work 
Mm. Everything else had been preparing me to do the work. Oh my God, I love that. Are you doing the work, Sumira? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But I'm here, I'm willing, I'm open to doing the work. Yeah. I think I see you as a flower just waiting to bloom. I see all the potential there. I see I see beauty, I see creativity, I see playfulness, I see joy, I see light. But what's hindering the flower from blooming? I'm scared. I'm so scared to bloom. Definitely. Scared of what? What's your scared of where it will take me? Mm. scared of things changing scared of not being able to support my family in the way that I have been Mm. all silly fears but they're fears nonetheless Mm. I would love to jump off the edge and just jump in head first Mm. but I've become so adult (laughs) it's about balancing those two worlds Mm. I love that that you are articulating those fears loudly so you're facing them and seeing them but do you want to live with the fear till the end of the journey which is a short one or do you want to try and have no regrets 20 30 years from today i would love to be regret free don't have many regrets Mm. but i am conscious that I'm 42. Mm. You don't look like 42. <laughs> she looks, dear audience, she looks like 22. <laughs> and I mean it. I'm not flattering or complimenting you. That's the truth. Yeah, okay. you look 22. I am, I am conscious that time does pass mm. by. And again, it's not infinite. Mm. So I would love to um, be completely uh, self-realized. Mm. But... What gives me calm and gives me ease is that I, I acknowledge I am becoming. I'm in that perpetual state of becoming. So there's always more work to be done. There's always more fears to work through. There are always, you know, new hills to climb. And I'm I'm comfortable with it. Mm. I'm comfortable knowing. You're not afraid of facing the fears. No, I know. It's just a matter of doing them in a... Um, bite-sized chunk I know (laughs) Um, so I'm definitely willing to continue and I don't see I don't think my work will ever be done Mm. I think it's there is no end point that's what I keep saying yeah so crossing from fear to love why do you think it's difficult because we know that where we are going is more beautiful than where we are right now it's from being scared to being faithful it's from darkness to light it's from playing it small to playing it big so in which way do you think this is scary for you Sumira you made the big jump coming from South Africa to New Zealand I think this is not for the you know any souls to do that changing continents changing cultures faiths you know changing environments and you integrated very very well in this amazing land of New Zealand so what is still left to be worked through what healing still awaiting for you so you can give permission to it to take place 
I think the next horizon that I'd like to get to, the next bit of work I'd like to do is um, asserting my voice. Mm. I I find, especially as an immigrant, it's very easy to sit back and let others move to the forefront and uh, say what needs to be said and not contribute. Mm. It's very easy to shrink down Mm. into a more non-threatening space and I think the minute you realize that what you have to say is valuable and that what you have to say can contribute to bigger discussions it's not optional you know just expressing your voice is not optional Sumira, in the world, not just in New Zealand, all the women out there, they think it's optional and they can choose to shrink, as you well pu- you put it very, very well. But I think, especially now, the feminine energy is rising and our voice is very much needed, our energy, our contribution. Because the feminine energy is the beauty energy, the creativity energy, is the healing energy. And we can heal the world, all the wars happening, the diseases. This is masculine energy. It's masculine, you know? Yeah. So we have not done the work for so many years. We, we haven't have done, done the work. We have shut down because women like you and me made the choice of just go with the flow and not express their gifts and not shine their light on the world because they are scared. What if today, you and me, we make a decision and a commitment to do whatever it takes? But there's one more step. Before we can Mm. make that commitment, we have to fully understand what it means to back ourselves. Mm. And I think that's where that assertion uh, I know I struggle with it. I know a lot of women who do as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a muscle that we've got to learn we to exercise. Train. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and until we do that, mm-hmm. we're not going to have all voices heard. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have that full discussion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a sliver of the discussion with a sliver of people. Sometimes our biggest fear is the fear of rejection and of not being heard and not being validated. But if we are willing to take the risk of being rejected and then, you know, and rejected again and again and again. And what if others reject me? I always get to get up again and express my exactly. voice again. I have a role to play in this journey of life. Yep. So I came here. The divine created me to contribute to something, to give something, you know, and receive something. And I'm not leaving this earth, space, time, reality without fulfilling that. It's just about knowing what, what I am here to receive, what am I here to give. So I am reaching this fullness, holistic, you know. I love it. I love it. The more you do it, Mm. the less scary it becomes. Mm. Absolutely. The stronger that muscle becomes. And I think there are a lot of women sitting on the sidelines with a lot to say and a lot of value to add. Mm. And it's about us, the ones who are able to speak out Mm. to actually help them participate. Mm. Absolutely. That's why I say awakening to the role you are here for, healing from whatever is holding you, from, you know, accomplishing it, and then stepping into your power power no matter what. And you flower. (laughs) And flower and power and becoming a garden here. (laughs) So we talked about your past and your present, and I'd like you to share with the audience our dear audience your love for 
poetry and your love for words and for writing and mm. <laughs> because you are an artist I can mm. see that so yeah I'm definitely uh, a creative yeah so it's it's my training I studied um, English so it's a combination of three things that you learn as an as an English student and an English postgrad you learn the power of observation seeing neutrally what is in front of you you mm. you learn the power of finding the words so to name a thing, sometimes an intangible thing or feeling can pass through you. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can find the words or put the words to that thing. Mm. The third one is, um, or the third skill set is distillation. Mm. Can you take something and condense it down to its purest form? Um, And that's why I think poetry as a medium has always appealed to me because Mm. it's about that process of crystallization, that distillation, that condensation. The alchemical process, alchemy here. It's alchemy. It's magic. I Um, love that. It gives me the shivers just thinking of it. (laughs) And uh, spiritual alchemy is the same. You turn, Mm. you know... Your starting point, the trauma, the, the the wounds, and you turn them into something beautiful, into purpose and service. And then you take that yeah. and you condense it down, you condense it down, yeah. condense it down until there's nothing. Wow! And that's why I you said I am. Nothing. Oh my God! So full, full circle, full circle, here. full circle here. Oh my God! I love that. I think that's your gift for us today. Oh, Samira, I love that. I love that piece. And I'm just integrating it to the deepest of my being. It's awesome. So where do you see yourself tomorrow, we, five years from today? I know awake, awakening is there. Healing is ongoing. Stepping fully into your power. Stepping fully into my power. And um, for someone who writes and is able to write quite powerfully, I know that I need to speak. Mm. It's not just about hiding behind a screen. It's Mm. about physically speaking. And you have whatever it takes. Yeah. I I feel I've got the suitcase of the tools of everything Mm. I need to do that. You're very gifted. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. So I'd love to have you on the Empowered Podcast you know, to share your achievements and your service and the beauty you're going to shine on the word, the contribution. <laughs> I love to see this unfolding journey with my own eyes, actually. See the raw thing, the starting mm-hmm. point, and seeing not the end product because there is never an end product. You are always, always evolving and growing and expanding. But seeing where you are, you know, mm-hmm. and where you're going. I love that. Tell me about the one piece of advice you give to all the women out there who are, I don't know, somewhere in the journey of life, either in the healing process, awakening or empowerment process, or they are still, they haven't started the journey even, they are still lost, distracted into their ego, into the checklist, the endless checklist given by the matrix. Yeah. Whatever they are. This one universal thing that could help anyone wherever they are on their journey and that's for sure white space what I call white space and it's giving yourself a period of time where you go on your own 
into nothingness mm. where you book yourself into a batch looking out on an ocean and there's nothing to do mm. there's no one to take care of it's just you and yourself you need to meet yourself i love that whether you are starting your journey not on your journey or continuing your journey it's that it can be such a small thing as two nights away on your own I think that's the starting point for anything and everything. It yeah, could, it could be a silent retreat mm. with a bunch of like minds right? yeah. on top of a mountain. We would love to invite you there. <laughs> <laughs> We're planning on somewhere, you it know. It could be, in my case, what I what I'd like to put out there in the universe for myself is a year off, an adult gap year, mm. where I Sabbatical, am doing I? nothing. I'm not a Just mom, being. I'm not a wife, I'm not a boss, I'm not an employee, I'm not yep. in search, I'm not a seeker, I'm nothing. It's about clearing the decks uh, for yourself energetically and seeing what lands. I love that. Empty in yourself so you can see what you will be filled with, the divine channeling through you. I love that. 100%. Oh my God, I love it mm. so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to finish our amazing magical conversation Sumira with your energy this playfulness energy this I see you say that you're 44 42 but I see I that you are a little girl I am such playing. a little girl and I'm, I'm a six-year-old with short hair and a messy mouth and a handful of candy and oh my God. how did you tell, tell us lack about of supervision <laughs> The I love the best thing you can do to your kids is parent lightly. It's wow. amazing. Uh, you give them the space to unfold as a, as a child mm. and to reveal themselves then. It gives them a clear pathway to do that as adults. It gives them permission. And it doesn't matter how, you know, how old they are. They always keep this spirit, child spirit within them because that's aliveness, you know. This aliveness is very much needed. As adults, we became very, you know, dead walking, serious. you know, very serious and busy. And ah, and that's not creativity. That's not living. That's, yeah. I, I think linked to that is sometimes we try so hard. We just try so mm. hard. We're so willful mm. that we have no trust in the processes unfolding around us. Mm. Trust in the divine. Trust in the divine energy oh shining God. through us. So, if we're blocking the way, it can yeah. never come through. So, the connection back to the self and connecting with the divine, trusting the divine and the journey. And I'd like to think, and I'm sure it's a different experience for everyone, but I'd like to think that that energy flowing through us is light, is childlike, okay. it's freeing, it's playful, it's. It's healing. It's healing. If it's we let it, if we are just open ourselves it. to it. Yeah, love yeah. it. Life doesn't have to be so difficult and serious. Oh. Um, we can be light traveling through the world. Mm. Why not? Travel light. Travel light. Sumira Dawood. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what do you like us to finish our conversation with, Sumira? Mm. What do you say? What do you want to say more to all the women out there listening to us? Um, I'd like to tell them to have fun. Just mm -hmm. absolutely have belly laughs, deep belly laughs. Have tons of fun. Don't forget to play. Mm. It's it's a hundred percent okay to play and and focus on yourself. 
as much as we want to be everything to everyone else. Our first responsibility is to ourselves. We are still a being in this universe and we've come with a job to do. And that mm. job starts with us. Mm. Everything else is exhilarating. Hundred percent. Mm. I totally agree. What a beautiful way to finish this amazing conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Sumira. Very grateful for your energy and contribution and gift. And I am very, very honored, actually, to have this conversation with you, soul to soul. Mm, soul to soul. Thank you for giving me a platform to speak. to assert my voice and I'm equally grateful it was a pleasure thank you empowered our series of podcasts about women who went through hell and emerged empowered women who are alchemists and managed to turn pain into power empowered our stories about awakening healing and empowerment don't listen only for entertainment listen for inspiration and ignition if you have a story to tell let us know